So what are we talking about today? The election of grace. All right. Now, the election of grace is, the, the word election means chosen. And that's why when you read the book of Revelation, you will see those that were chosen were taken out. I want to reiterate that because it's not today. So, you know, you got people who still want to fall into this thing about chosen. Now, this is the 144,000, which I showed you in Revelation chapter 7, that they were taken out, all right? Now, I'm going to probably do a teaching. I got our sister, sister, uh, Sheila Hawkins, is going to come maybe next Sunday. It's, the choir's ready for that. And then I'm going to have her to do the song we used to do called Jerusalem. And I'm going to show you why we don't sing it no more. Now, because I want to show you, I want to explain it to you. See, there are some things we used to sing, we don't sing anymore, but they're really nice songs. So next week, hope we can do this. It's a nice song. We used to sing it. I mean, I mean, we go out, when our church went out, we sang Jerusalem. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I want you to know why we don't sing it anymore. There are a lot of songs that we used to sing, we don't sing it anymore. Because we're growing, we're growing in grace, okay? All right, now, there's a lot of things I used to talk about, I don't talk about no more. See, I'm growing also with the ministry. We're growing together in grace, right? All right, now, let's get some things straight. You got to get this morning teaching. I'm not going to be able to go back there. I'm going directly to the word election, the election of grace. All right, now, the word election means chosen. Israel was chosen. We were not chosen. Israel, look at, look at uh, Ephesians 1 and 4, and we're going to go after hit the book of Romans. Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse 4. So you can understand the word of God for your life. That's why if you're going somewhere, they're not preaching the gospel of Christ, forget it. I mean, you sitting up in the church dying, going to hell, and you, because you're not hearing the gospel of Christ. You're hearing something else. If you if the, let me tell you how you're hearing the gospel of Christ. It tells you Christ's death, burial, and resurrection is how you were saved. So if you go into a church, they don't tell you that you were saved by Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, then you, you don't have no chance to get the Holy Spirit unless you happen to turn on from Jamaica and listen to the door for a Christian church. Ain't that right? And I believe that, how, how many people we got in here from Jamaica? Now, we got some out in the hallway. Out there. Wave your hand. We got people here from Jamaica. Look over there. Stand up. They, they think I'm kidding. Y'all stand up on your feet. This, this is my Jamaica. We sang this song this morning. We know, we know that Jamaica going to get a little bit of that. Da, 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 da. They know why I'm singing. Amen. Right. But we thank God. Thank God for you. Thank God for you. Mother Rose. Mother Rose. Those, those people are from Jamaica. And they go to our ministry. Got people out in the foyer. She's jumping up and down out there. Sister Kennedy. She's back today. All right. Been around the world. All right. Now, we, we thank God. We thank God for all the people that God has sent into this ministry. And they're coming here because the word of God is preached here. The word, I'm not here to boast or to brag, but you cannot be saved unless you hear the gospel of Christ. Not, not just the, uh, 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 Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and Old Testament. You, somebody got to preach to you the gospel of Christ so you can hear the gospel of Christ, realize that Christ died for your sins, and he was buried. Otherwise, he pulled off the old man of sin. Everything Jesus did, he did it, watch this, as us. 
That's why we call the body of Christ. Let me say it again. Everything Jesus did, he did it as us. That's why we call the body of Christ. So he died as us. He was buried. Now you all need to listen to this real good because y'all don't write a lot of stuff down. I noticed that, but I want to keep saying it. Jesus died as us. He was buried as us. He was raised from the dead as us. Now when he come down for the 144,000 in Israel, he died for them. He was buried for them. He was raised for them. Can't you see the difference in the terminology? I don't want to say how many. Just give, when I time your time, give me a good amen, okay? All right. Can't you see the difference? He died as us. So when God saw him die, he saw me die. When God saw him buried, he saw me buried. When he saw him resurrected, he saw everything he did, he did it as me. That's why we are called the body of Christ. We are the resurrected body of Christ. All right, see, a lot of you got, you got some big time answers there if you understand. You, 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 now you know how you became the body of Christ. All right, so you got to understand that we are the body of Christ. So we are the ones that everything happened, that was us. But for Israel, he died for them. He was buried for them. He raised from the dead for them. So every time you look at the word, it says for them, for them, that's Israel. You know what I mean? But us, he is us. We are him. All right? All right. Now, let's go to work. So I want to go to Romans chapter number 8. I told you, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, just one verse. Ephesians 1 and 4, let's do that first. According as he has chosen Israel, that word us, that Israel, that we should be holy, I'm sorry, before the foundation of the world. So if you write down the word before the foundation of the world, any time it's Israel. He did not choose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. He chose us in Christ, Ephesians chapter number 2. Let's go to verse 4. So you have to know the difference. He chose Israel in Christ before the foundation of the world. That's why he knows there are 12 tribes, and that's why he knows 144,000. That's why he knows there were 12 sons, because he already knew them before the foundation of the world. So when you read the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis is the beginning of Israel creation. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. He's talking about Israel. He's talking about heaven and earth. Remember, when you go to Isaiah 65, 17, he told you heaven, uh, Jerusalem is who he created. See, you've got to understand, that's what you've got to talk. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. He, he created Jerusalem and the promised land. Israel. So he already had that before the foundation of the world. So when, he, when they were created, what did he put them at? In the promised land. When they went into Egypt, what did he bring them back to? Back to the promised land. What happened all the way through, what did he give Abraham? The promised land. So you have to understand all these different things are just parallel. You can see them. At the end of the book, chapter 22, 20, 20 21, 22, you saw that all the way through Revelation, really, you saw the destruction of Israel. Matter of fact, you start seeing in chapter 5 and 6, after you open the seals, you saw the destruction of Israel, all those that didn't believe. And then you saw the new heaven and new earth coming down in chapter 12. Well, who is that? The new Jerusalem. The angel said to him, the city of God, I show you the wife. 
the lamb's wife. So you have to understand, Israel is God's wife. The father, the father's wife. He chose his wife before the foundation of the world. But we were created in Christ at the cross. All right, now watch this. Uh, verse 4, we're in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. He made us alive together with Christ. That's why he said, by grace you are saved. So that's why you were saved, because of what Christ did for you. That's what it means, grace. You did anything. Grace means everything was done by God. Now look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, and I'm going to go to my message now. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 10. Now, Paul is talking to Israel, verse 9, said, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to the good pleasure which he has purposed in himself, that in verse number 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, which is grace, the dispensation of the fullness of time is the dispensation of grace. He might gather together. That's why in the dispensation of the fullness of time, grace, he gathered together in one, Watch this. All things in Christ. Watch this. Both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in him. See, he already created Israel, Ephesians 1 and 4. They were created in Christ. But during the dispensation of grace, he put us in Christ. Now all things are in Christ. See? So, but, but that don't mean Christ is in you. Let's go back to that again. 2 Corinthians 12. And verse 5, so you got to understand that's why you need the gospel. I've heard people try to preach this, but they, didn't, they didn't, know, didn't know how to preach it. All they knew was we were created in Christ. We were all saved. No, you, yeah, you were saved, but you still don't have the spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And chapter 13, I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. See, you have, you, you're created in Christ. You're a new creation. That's what 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So God created you a new creation. But you've got to now get the Holy Spirit. That's why I gave you this morning in Genesis 3, 22, 23, and 24, Adam was put out of the garden. Why? Because he did not find the tree of life. See, if he had to eat of the tree of life and not the tree of neither good and evil, they would live forever. So he got put out the garden. So you got to understand, you can, have, you can be created in Christ Jesus, but you got to now have the Holy Spirit. And you only can get the Holy Spirit by Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6, by the preach of the gospel. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to every man that believes. So that's why we have the gospel of Christ, so we can receive the Holy Spirit. All right, so 2 Corinthians 13 and 5 says, Examine yourselves. Whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know you're not your own self, that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. Examine yourself. Whether you be in the faith, prove your own self. Know you're not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. See, the key is, you can say, oh, I'm saved. You got people who get baptized in water, and then they say, oh, I'm saved. I was saved by water baptism. Then you got people who say, I'm saved. I can speak in tongues. Okay, you can speak in tongues, but that don't mean you're saved. 
See, you got to understand, being saved means I have the spirit. I'm sorry, eternal life means I got the spirit. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 9. We're going to Romans anyway. In verse 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 8. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but you're in the spirit. Now watch what happened here. Here's a man that's been born of, born of the spirit. Now you was not born again. You was born into the spirit, but you were not born again. To be born again, only somebody was born again with Israel. Israel was created in Christ before the foundation of the world, Ephesians 1 and 4. So at first, Peter told you that they was born again. You was not born again. You were created in Christ Jesus. One time, that's at the cross. All right, Romans chapter 8, verse 9 says, But you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So what did God give you the Holy Ghost for? Sonship. All right. Now, I want to teach you in the book of Romans because this is going to give you a, a lot uh, that I want to get to. Let's go over to verse 27. We're going to start there. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 27. Romans chapter 8, verse 27. All right. Romans chapter 8, what? Verse 27. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit. Watch this. Watch this. You got to really hear this because the first thing people take it is us. It's not us. It's, it's, it's Israel. The spirit prayed for them because he was their high priest in no covenant. See, Jesus Christ went from the prophet who came to Israel and spoke to them. Then he rose from the dead. He became their high priest. And then now he's their king. And so when people say, I don't believe that Jesus Christ has come, then you are saying he's not king yet. So why is he not king? The Bible says he is. The Bible says he's king of king, lord of lords. But see, the key is 99.9% .9 of church folk do not believe, I said church folk, do not believe in the, new, in the book of Revelation. 85% don't believe in the new covenant. 90% don't even follow Paul. You go to any church, you don't hear them preaching Paul. You hear them preaching Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Peter, James, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And you don't get no salvation listening to Peter, James, and John. Because they only want to preach faith. And that's where you're going to get it at. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark chapter 11 going to tell you you can have what you say. And that's what people want. See, that's not going to save your soul. Only the gospel of Christ. All right, now watch this. Romans chapter 8, we are reading verse number 20, 22. Now you got to get to 27, I'm sorry, because I'm going to show you Israel because Christ is their high priest. That's what you got the book of Hebrew for. He's their high priest. All right, he's not your high priest. You are the body of Christ. Who are you? Say it loud. Who are you? Uh, you are the body of Christ. Okay, now. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints. We are not the saints in this house. Please don't call folks saints. You don't get to be saints until you're already dead. That's why he cometh with a hundred, what? hundred thousand what? 
he cometh with what? Hold your finger right there. Go to the book of Jude. Go to the book of Jude. See, I'm doing this here because my job is to teach you the Bible. And my job is to show you that you don't know. So when I ask you a thing, I'm just showing you don't know. All right, Jude, the book of Jude, verse 14. Just one verse. See, this already happened. That's why you don't preach Jude today for salvation. Or Peter, or James, or John, or Matthew, Mark, or Luke. All right, here we go. Jude 14. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. You need to mark in your Bible. See, that's not you. That is the 144,000. See, if they're not, they not already there, how could he be coming with them? The Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. All right, write down. I'm going to take you that. Matthew 16, 27. We'll go there next. Why are they coming? Here we go. To execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them all of their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches and ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Well, you, you didn't do that. He's talking about the people that were there when he came. How do I know that? Let's go back to the book of Revelation. I'm so glad you asked me. Look at Revelation chapter 1. Oh, you right there in Jude. Go turn the page. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. And you can Google this on your phone. The seven churches in Asia. You can see them all destroyed. It's not hard, not complicated. John, for the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be to you and peace from him that was and is and which is to come from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth. See, if you don't know what earth is, you don't know. The kings of Israel. You didn't have no kings. Israel had kings. Every, all the Bible is talking about Israel kings. All right, unto him that loved us, watch this, and washed us from our, washed us, not washed our sins, but washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests unto God and the Father. To him be glory and glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse 7, behold, he cometh with clouds. Who are the clouds? Once again, he cometh with his saints. They are clouds. You got to know that because when Jesus rose from the dead in Acts chapter 1, who did he rise from the dead with? Uh, see, I got you again. All right. Now, behold, watch this. Behold, he coming with clouds and every eye shall see him. Now, that's the first thing people would tell us. Yeah, we're going to see him when we come. See, you're not going by the Bible. You're just lying to yourself. Somebody else has lied to you. Now you're lying to yourself. Let me show you why. Go to Revelation 22 and verse 4 and 5. See, you got to go by the Bible. In this house, we teach Bible. Revelation chapter, we don't go by what we think. Nobody else said. We go by what the book says. The Bible said, let Romans 3 and 4, let every man be a liar. Let God be true. Revelation chapter number 22 and verse 3. Start verse 3 on your screen. Revelation 22 and verse 3. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. 
They got to know the throne of God is Israel, right? And, and it says, and his servants shall serve him. So you got to understand who that is. You go to John chapter 12, verse 26. You'll see that verse. I'm not going to be able to go to all of these for you. And they, his servants, shall see his face. And his name shall be in their foreheads. Well, in the book of Revelation, that's who you see in the foreheads. You go to Revelation chapter 14, verse 1, which I'm not going. His name is in their forehead. Read the book of Ezekiel. You will see this and you will see everything I'm talking about in the book of Ezekiel how it happened. All right? Now, in Revelation chapter 14, verse 1, I'm just going to show you one verse. Revelation 14, 1, I look and a lamb stood in the Mount of Zion with 144,000. So that's already gone. So when you got churches, not churches, but folks talking about uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the kingdom, I'm a part of the 144,000, see, you just, just sold your soul to Satan. Because 144,000 is gone. You, get, you cannot be saved today by being chosen. That was the end of the Old Testament. So that's why people are talking about, oh, yeah, he hadn't come yet, so they can still tell those people over there, you are chosen, you are God's elect. No, they're not. The God's elect, 144,000, they've already been taken out, Revelation chapter 7. They follow the Lamb wherever he's going, he sure ain't coming back here. Revelation 14, 1, I look and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount of Zion and with him, and with him, 144,000. If they with him, they're not coming back here. And if they with him, you can't get in the number. You can't be 144,000 and one. <laughs> and they had their father, his father's name in their forehead. Well, how many in this church know who the father's name is? Jesus, how you know that? John chapter 5, verse 43, because you were taught in this church. John chapter 5, verse 43. Jesus is the Father's name. Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. See, people don't know Christ is the Son's name. That's why you one of the sons. John 5, 43, just one verse. Jesus, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another come in his own name, him you will receive. Talking about the Antichrist. He came in his own name. Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. Well, who is the Father's name? Jesus. Well, who is, who is the Son's name? How many know what script that is? Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you, 2 Timothy 4, 19. I'm going to give you a break. I don't have it in my notes. Somebody check me out, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Go check it out. 2 Timothy 4, 19. All right. Now, now let's go to work. Let's go to work. Romans 8, what? 27. That's where I am. Thank you so very much. Now, that's where I need help at. Where was I? All right. Let's go to verse 28. And we know all things. How many ever confess this verse? And we know I have. And we, y'all don't want to say them. And we know all things work together for good to us to them who love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. See, those are two people there. Those that love God was, it was Israel and then who are called according to his purpose was us. Okay. And verse 29, this is the verse I told you that we're changing. Sister Crump, I want you to watch it. 
For whom he did foreknow, we know that was Israel, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. We know when Jesus rose from the dead, he was a type of Joseph who had 11 brothers, okay? Verse 30 is the verse that we change in this house. Only word is changed is predestinate. Everything else is us. Only thing Israel has different than us, they were predestinated. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, who was, that was Israel, them he also called, but he also called us. And whom he called, them he also justified, he also justified us. And, and whom he justified, he also glorified, he also glorified us. Now let's show you that in the word. Romans 9, 24, he called us. Go to the screen. Romans 4, 25, he justified us. In Ephesians 4, 25, he put us in Christ. That means he glorified us. I just showed you Ephesians chapter 2. All right, let's start off with he called us, Romans, Romans 9, 24. So you have to understand, he not only called Israel, he called us. That's why you are called also. You're called by the gospel. You're not waiting on God to... He doesn't work like that, brother. Romans 9, 24 is what we're waiting on. All right, Romans chapter 9 and verse number 24. When you get that statement, there we go. Romans 9, 24, even us, Paul said, even us, whom he has called, not the Jews only, but also the Gentiles, just showing you that you've been called. See, when you don't come, it's, it's not me you're disobeying, it's God, because it's God who called you. See, when you, it's just like anybody else. You know you got children, you call them, and they act like they don't want to come, or they sit around, now, I'm doing something. See, then what, ha what happened in the meantime? Your voice is changing, you, your breath is getting stronger, and your arm getting... Now you imagine what happened, God keep calling you, right? All right. All right, then he justified us. Romans 4.25 while you're there. Now in Romans 4.25, he justified. The word justified, it made us right with God. What is justified? He made us right with God. So you can't get no more right with God. That's what it means, he saved us. This is how he justified us. We're waiting on the screen, Romans chapter 4. I'm never, you never waiting on me. I'm always waiting on you. Romans chapter 4, verse 25, who has delivered, he was delivered or he died on the cross for our offenses or for our sins and he was raised again for our what? Justification. Now the word justification means what? He was raised from the dead to make us right with God. See, those things you got to put in your, in your Bible. That's not what, how they were made right with God. They were chosen before the foundation of the world. All right? Now, I just want to show you the difference in our salvation. Anything else I got out there? Romans, back to Romans. There you go. Oh, Ephesians 4.25. I thought we just did it. Waiting on the screen. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 25. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 25. He was delivered for our offense. He was raised again for our justification. Okay, they have to get that later. I just can't wait that long. For, I'm trying to get a lot of stuff in. All right, put it up there when you get it. Romans chapter number 8. 
All right. One of the things you have to do in this ministry is know the books of the Bible. That's why in our children's church, and I'm, I'm really, one of, the things, one of the things that I know that's going to happen by the next couple of years, because this church will be paid for, and once that's happened, we already, I already told you, we got, this is June, we got July, June, July, August, we're going to be under, under 900,000 on this church, under, all right. Now, now, now some of y'all don't give a dime, at least you can clap. You ought to clap for us. All right. All right. You may not give a dime, but you ought to be like, thank God, you know, because, because we can go on with other things. And one of them is start Door Faith Academy. I don't think you, I don't believe you think we put all that school over there not to use it. All right, so that's, that's going to happen. When I said Door Faith Academy, we're talking about, I don't know what the age we're going to go to. Some of y'all don't know, we was at the other church, we had a school. How, how many was teachers in our school? Stand up where you at. Stand up where you at. These people were teachers in the school. You were teachers in our church and church over here. You would be teachers in the school. Come on, there were two teachers out of all the church and church we had? All right, but anyway, you got your fingers. She's from Puerto Rico, all right, let's move on. All right, Romans chapter 8. So you will be, they'll be a part of the school. Those will be jobs. So see, the key is, I'm not going to make the mistake I did. The other church, I had to shut that down because we had to build this church. So once this church is, is, is built, we're going to go back with our school. Door Faith Academy. Somebody get... Everything, everything is already over there. All the rooms, all the furniture, all the gym, that's why we made it that way. It's for the children. They have their own school. Right, that's right. We got, we got folks here to take care of the business too. Hallelujah. Ain't that right, Reverend? There you go, brother. All right, let's move on. We're in Romans chapter number eight. We're in verse 29. Here we go. For whom he for, did foreknow, now we know that was Israel, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Moreover whom he did predestinate. Remember, we can't use that, but the rest of we can. He called, he justified, he glorified. He glorified Ephesians chapter 2. I'm not going back there, but now in Christ Jesus. I showed you that in verse 4, 5. He was raised from the dead. We were quickened with Christ. All right, all that, that's glorified. That's what you mean, is glorified. Uh, the glorified mean to be made alive, raised from the dead. Remember, Jesus Christ was glorified, meaning he was raised from the dead. God see you already in Christ as already glorified. It's a done deal. See, what it happened once the spirit of Christ come inside of you. All right, now watch what he says about Israel. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for, he's talking about Israel, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall, not, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? See, that's how you know it's Israel. He is God, is it God that justified them. See, God already justified them, just like he did you. Who is he that condemned it? That's why there's no, therefore no condemnation to them in Christ. And that's you also in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. All right? Nobody condemn you anymore. I don't know why people say we got to stand before God. How you got to stand before God when you can't be condemned? 
All right, who is he that condemned? Is Christ that died rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also make an intercession for us? He doesn't make intercession for us because that's the high priest ministry in Hebrews. All right, he is their high priest. All right. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That's what Israel, because then it says shall tribulation. I want to show that was one thing, and you can read the rest because I, I got to go. I can't, I can't. Look, Deuteronomy chapter number 7, verse 6 to 8. Let's go to work. I got 20 minutes. I got to get all this done in 20 minutes. Help me, Holy Spirit. Deuteronomy chapter 7. So you in the back, you're going to have to stand up and stretch because you get ready to go to work. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Verse 6 to 8. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6 to 8. It says, I, I can't, I just got to go. So it says, For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. This is what Moses said to Israel. The Lord thy God has chosen you. You see? The Lord thy God has chosen you, watch this, to be a special people unto himself. Above all the people that's upon the face of the earth, the Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number than any people, but you were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, see, that's why they covenant is all in love. And because he would keep the oath, the commandment, uh, I'm sorry, the oath, which he swore to his fathers, to your fathers, I'm sorry, Abraham. There's only three fathers. That's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God and a, and a faithful God. See, he tell me, you got to know this. He's God. He is the faithful God. He keep his covenant and he keep his mercy. See, us is mercy, them is covenant. With them that love him and keep his commandment to a thousand generations. And then the next verse said, he also will repay. I don't want to read that, but he did. All right, let's go look at a couple more. Isaiah 43 and 1. Isaiah 43 and 1. We're going to do three in Isaiah, a couple of Isaiah. Because like I said, if you believe one, you'll believe them all. You don't believe one, you won't believe them all. Isaiah chapter number 43 and verse 1. But now thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord that created thee, See, they were created. O Jacob, and he that formed the O Israel. Remember that happened in the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. That's what you got to understand. The Bible is about Israel creation, and they are forming them, and then uh, destroying them, and making them a new, new heaven, new earth. And then also, uh, us, being in there, created after the cross. So at the cross is when you were created. When Christ raised Jesus from the dead, that made us a new creation. All right. Uh, he said, I will redeem you. I have, I have passed it, redeem you, for I call thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Remember, Israel is God's inheritance. God is Israel's inheritance. You are the body of Christ. Okay, you are not God's inheritance. You are God's body. You are absolutely the son in many pieces. <sighs> I can't say it no plain in there. You are Jesus Christ in many pieces. You are the body, many pieces of the body. All right, let's move on. You got to know who you are. All right, one more, Isaiah chapter 44, 1 and 2. 
See, all those chapters start off like that. Isaiah 44, one says, Yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant. See, they were, they were, that's who they were. And Israel, whom I have chosen. See, thus saith the Lord God, that formed thee from the womb, which would help thee, fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and Jeshuri, which was Israel. All right, I got to go on. Isaiah 45, don't have much time. 45, I'm not going to be able to do that. Go to Matthew 24, 21. Matthew 24, 21. This is why if people don't study this way, you'll never know who Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 21. Now remember the first few verses, they told him, they asked the question. Matter of fact, let's go back there first. Verse 1, Matthew 24 and verse 1. Let's do verse 3 for time's sake. Matthew 24 and 3, verse 3 only. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him probably saying, tell us, number one, when shall these things be? Number two, what shall be the sign of thy coming? Number three, when is the end of the world? What, when, what, when? When is the end of the world? All right, now let's go down and look at verse 21 because that's what he's telling them. The end of the world... It's the end of Israel. Israel is called, earth is called world. That's why God so loved the world. Israel. Let me show you another verse. Hold your finger right there in Matthew 24, 21, right? All right, hold your finger right there in Matthew 24, 21. Let's go to 1 John 2. So you got to understand, turn. This is why so many people can't get it. I'm not saying that to boast. Believe me, the Holy Ghost showed me. And I'm telling you, out of 44 years of ministry, I'm so grateful. That's why I'm so blessed because so many things people are struggling with. I can read the Bible. I just study the Bible all day because I can see this stuff now. I'm not boasting, but I thank God I can see. Thank God. 1 John chapter 2. And look at verse 15. I said, Israel is who? The world, they also call the earth. So that's why God made a new what? They also call heaven. They're heaven and earth. They're, they're called the world. But here, they was called the world when they got a, away from God. See, in the book of Revelation, when God said he's going to destroy the world, he said they are as Sodom and Gomorrah. Wait a minute. Israel? Yeah, that's how bad they got. So, John chapter 2, verse 15, watch this. Love not the world. She got to know that to know he's talking about Israel. Neither the things that are in the world. See, he's not talking about the planet, man. He's not talking about you can't go shopping. <laughs> if any man love the world, if any man love the world, watch this, the love of the Father's not in him. Now remember, John is writing to the Jewish believer. All right? So if any man love the world, the love of the Father not in him. For all that's in the world. Now you know good and well he's not talking about the planet, but he's talking about Israel and how wicked they were. For all that's in the world, in Israel, this is what you're going to find. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father. It's of the world. And watch what's going to happen to Israel. The world passes away. And that's what happened to you. You can go to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. You will see the world passed away. Israel passed away, and God created a new heaven and new earth. All right? The world passed away, and the lust thereof 
But he that doeth the will of God, which is believe the gospel and obey the, the commands of God, they're going to live forever. All right, that's how they were saved. All right, now let's go back to Matthew 24 and 21. Then shall be great tribulation. Now, he's telling them what's going to happen, but he's not talking to us. See, when you study the Bible, you got to understand, Jesus did not preach to us. He only talked to two Gentiles, and that was the answer prayer to heal them. He never preached to Gentiles. He told his Israel, go not in the way of the Gentiles, because he left that for Paul. All right, verse number 21 again. Go come to your camera. Thought I forgot you didn't come to you next over there. I want to give them equal opportunity. Matthew 24, 21. For then shall be great tribulation. Now, how many know when was tribulation? Go to, go to, Roman, go to Acts chapter 8. See, you got to understand, the Bible told you when the tribulation time was. Acts chapter 8. And Acts chapter 8 told you there was no tribulation like it was in Acts chapter 8. And you know who brought that tribulation on? The Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul started the tribulation and then got saved. Smart man. Because God told him, say, it's hard to kick against the pricks. Otherwise, you get saved or you don't die. Paul said, when, I, when can I get saved? Acts chapter 8, what must I do? <laughs> Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Here it is. And Saul was breathing out. I'm sorry. And Saul was consenting unto his death, from the death of Stephen. At that time, there was a great persecution, from my tribulation, against the church. Watch this. Which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea except and Samaria except the apostles. That's why Peter wrote and John wrote to the Jews scattered abroad because it was Paul that scattered them. And verse 2 said, A devout men carried Stephen to the burial because they stoned Stephen and made a great lamentation over him. And Saul, well, he made havoc of the church, entered into every house, hauling men and women and committed them to prison. Saul, the same guy that God saved by grace. So you can't go to God and tell him how bad you are, why he couldn't save you. He saved Paul. That's why he saved, he can, he saved you too. All right. Now verse 4 says, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the gospel. So God scattered them, but they, but they made preachers out of them. They went all out and started preaching the gospel. They weren't going nowhere until Paul scattered them. So you see why God scattered them? All right. Now let's move on. But you'll see there was no persecution like it was during that time. All right. It was called the time of Jacob's trouble. Let's go back to uh, the Gospel of Matthews. And we're at 24. And where we at? 24. Matthew 24, 24. I'm coming to your camera over there. That my graduate over there. Is that my graduate? That's the sister. In. All right. There we go. I'm one of the twins over there. Verse 24. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophet and shall show signs and wonders in so much. Now he's talking about doing the tribulation. So it could be you because these people are gone. And there shall arise false Christ and false prophet and shall show signs and wonders in so much. If it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Well, it can't be you. The elect was taken out in Revelation chapter 7, 2,000 years ago. 
Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say to you, Behold, I'm not going there, go down to verse 29. Don't have no time to read all of that. Verse 29 says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, I know what I told you I was going to, that's Matthew 16, 27. Lord just told me. Hmm. Check your notes. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give a light. So when people hear that, they said the sun will be darkened and the moon should not give a light. And the first thing they write a book on is blood moons. He's not talking about moon. He's talking about Israel. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun, the sun Israel, going to be darkened. Israel shall not give a light. The star, all the pastors of the church. You read the book of Revelation, it tell you who the 12, star, 12 stars are. Y'all did read Revelation. Didn't the angels of the seven, twelve churches are called stars? <laughs> All right. They're going to fall from heaven. Well, heaven is Jerusalem. They're going to fall from heaven. And the powers of heaven shall be sacred. That's what they call the sun, the moon, the stars. They are called the power of heaven. All right. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes, plain and simple, ain't you, you ain't no tribe. What tribe are you from? <laughs> tribe of Pontiac. <laughs> and then shall appear all, a sign of the Son of Man, and then shall all the tribes of the earth. Who are the tribes of the earth? Israel. If you know Israel, it's the tribes of Israel. They the only one who had tribes in the Bible. They go to mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man, and they, see, can't you see it's not us? It's 2,000 years ago. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven. Well, if he come in the clouds, that's another thing I tell you we're going to Acts chapter 1 for the clouds. See, when I start reading, it just come right back. I don't know why you don't get it. You're supposed to be writing it down. Acts chapter 1, the clouds, he left with the clouds. Matthew 16, 27, you're supposed to have them two notes down. Where my note keeper at? Where my note keeper? Joy Miller. My, oh, she got kids back there. Okay, you're all right. That's my note keeper. Don't forget it. All right. All right. And verse number, verse number uh, 30 it said, Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall appear, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man. Not you. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect. Not you. That's how I know they're gone. So you start talking about Thessalonians, which I'm going down next. That's who was taken out. You're not his elect. They shall blow the trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven unto the other. All right. To Matthew, Matthew 16, why are you there? Acts chapter 1, after that. Matthew chapter 16. That's why I got to do this, so I give you banners. I have to banners. You have to banners. You got to understand how to write and divide the word. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26. Let's start there. 
For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Verse 27. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then shall he reward every man according to his works. Can't be you. You on the grace. Verse 28. Verily I say unto you, there shall be some standing here. Wait a minute. Watch this. There shall be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Well, you, that man's still standing there, you think? I mean, all you got to do is just listen. He's going to reward every man according to his work. All right, then I told you Acts chapter 1. See, if you, if you just listen to what the Bible is saying, you, you can read the Bible yourself. Study the words of God yourself. You don't, don't get tricked by it. I, that you, got all, you got three years of Door of Faith podcast on your phone. Three straight years. Amen? All right. Acts chapter 1, I said, right? And we'll start reading verse 9. See, you got to understand. Acts chapter 1, verse 9. Oh, God, I got to go. Acts chapter 1, verse 9. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. Who was that cloud? I actually, I, I show you the 144,000. I show you he coming with saints in Jude. Then I told you they come with cloud. And then I turned around and said, who is that cloud? You, I don't know, child. Who is it? Grace, you know who it is. If he come, if, and I go to Thessalonians, he come with cloud. You, you don't know who they are? Let's go to Thessalonians, First Thessalonians. See, you got to know the word. First Thessalonians chapter 1. Lord, help me to do it. First Thessalonians chapter 1. Are you there? First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 4. This is going to read one verse. I, I don't have the time to read all. You'll know who is two when you read this. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4. He's called the church of God. You know who started the Bible out? They called church of God. Those are God's elect. Church of God. You're not the church of God. You're the body of Christ. Let me, let me ask you a question. How do I know the church of God is gone? Now, I know because the Bible told me so. You can say because the Bible told you so. All right. But how do I know? Because I know Noah. So if I go back to Matthew chapter 24, he told them, as in the days of Noah. He said, well, when are you coming? It's going to be as in the days of Noah. Watch this. Before the flood. Well, when did, it, when did the ark leave? When the flood came. You, you, I can't get up without no water. Come on, when the water came, it picked the ark up. So the flood had to rise with all the people and animals on it, when they had the flood, when you say it. Yeah. Well, Jesus said he would come before the flood. Hold you, hold you, hold right there. Go to Matthew 24. See, you just got to know the book. This, I'm not saying it to put nobody down. This is what I do. See, when you're when you a professor, we got people in here uh, 
who just got their degree, but still they got to now become professors. So you can be, you can be called doc. You in church and you call pastor, hey doc. They're trying to say something. I don't know what they're trying to say, but you call nobody a doctor and then you're a professor. Now, I got some people in here who are doctors, several of them. See, they are professional in their field. Shouldn't I be professional, professional in my field? So that's my point. You don't want to sit under somebody who's in training. I mean, unless they had just come underneath the pastor of the Door of Faith Christian Church. Because you know they've been taught well. See, I got my son sitting back there. He just is nervous. He out with, the, out with the child right now. So he walking around. He got the little boy named Trey. That's Earl Third. I see what God doing. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24. They said in verse 36, let's start at verse 36. I'm going to need five minutes. So if you say you what, give me five minutes. Matthew 24 and verse 36. But of that day, remember he's still talking to him about when Jesus comes. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, know not the angels of heaven, but the Father only. But as the days of Noah were. Now they knew the days of Noah, you know, when Christ came. Hello? Watch what he says. But as the days of Noah were, so also the coming of the Son of Man be. It was going to be as the days of Noah. For as in the days that were before the flood. See, you got to understand something. The flood came and took them all away. So the flood was the tribulation. And you saw when the tribulation happened, it happened from Jesus' death, A.D. 30, all the way to A.D. 70, which was 40 years. How do I know that? Because I know the Old Testament. I know why Israel rejected the gospel in Acts chapter 13. I know because I know Numbers chapter 13. See, when you know the book, you don't have this stuff. When you know this stuff, when you know this stuff, boy. The Holy Ghost is a teacher. Now you know how much I talk to my wife all night. My wife be like, can't you go to sleep now, please? Verse 38. For as in the days of Noah that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving a marriage. Watch this. Until the day that Noah's entered the ark and knew not until the flood came and it's the flood that took him away so also the coming of the Son of Man be. So you got to understand, he said, as in the days of Noah before the flood. Otherwise, they all got on the ark. Jesus ministry in three and a half years, they were getting on the ark, or they were getting in Christ. And but once the tribulation started, the flood started, it took them all away. That's what you got to understand. That's why Jesus came to take them all away. Let me put it another way. That's why they built the ark to take all the saved people away. You're wasting my time. Let me go somewhere else. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13. See, if you know the word, I just showed you First Thessalonians is already to church, church of God. God's elect. If you don't believe that, read Acts chapter 17. 
Let's go to Acts 17. I got three minutes. Go to Acts 17. See, if you know the Bible, man, this is what you go by. I hear so many people, they, they, got, all, they got a doc and all that stuff, but they don't know the book. I don't put them down. That was the day I didn't know. But you got to understand, you have the book of Acts. And the book of Acts really is a transition book, like people say. But the book of Acts is telling you what happened just like a history book. So when you read Acts chapter 13, it goes with Numbers chapter 13. I'm not going there. All right, Acts chapter 17, verse 1. Watch this. Now when they had passed through Amphip Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. So I know it wasn't Gentiles. You're not going to be no Gentile in a synagogue of the Jews. Let me put it this way. There won't be no Gentile in the synagogue of the Jews in 2024. Okay, that's just in case you hear my tape next year. It still won't be no Gentile in the synagogue of the Jews. <laughs> Praise God. All right. Now you can, you may be able to get up in there. All right. First Thessalonians 4.13. You didn't see it? Don't worry about it. First Thessalonians first, first, 4.13. First Thessalonians 4.13, who saw what I did? Okay, if you got that, you, get, you can get in the synagogue of the Jews. You got to be able to do, you got to be like that girl right there you, where you, with that orange band. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad for you, my sister. Here we go. Verse 13, but I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you're sorry not. Now, he's not talking about people died today. This book was 2,000 years old, and you know folks would get up and read this just like the funeral, at the funeral of the day. Don't worry about it. The Lord's going to come and get them from the ground. They lying. Because if you save, you're not in the ground. What do you think he saved you for? He saved you from the body. That's what Romans chapter 8 verse 9 told you. You are not in the flesh, you're in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of here. Romans 8 and 9, I just read that to you. And how, why in the world would you put me in the ground? My soul is not in the ground, that's Old Testament. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So how in the world can I be absent from the body and still in the ground? You just listen to folks you know they don't know. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brothers, concerning them which are asleep. That means dead. That you're sorry not for others that have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and them also who sleep in Jesus, would God bring with them? You don't think that you still think them people still in the ground? You don't think God worked, he's faithful? You don't think he came back and got them? Sure he did. He told you that in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, chapter number 7, and verse 9, he got them all that were dead. You can read the rest of this yourself. Let's go to Revelation 7 and 9. My clock going up. Revelation 7 and 9. I'm going to show you one verse. Get ready, wife. One verse, Revelation 7 and 9. Did he come back and get them that were dead? Sure he did. You got to understand that, man. That's why if you know this stuff, you don't have to be in the graveyard. My wife, we, we come by, we go home by the graveyard. Oh, my God. And they got tables having supper. Y'all think I'm serious? Uh, honey, am I lying? 
They are sitting out there with the family. They all meet up and with a table and they have dinner and they have their evening supper so they can be out there right side their family grave. Because they don't know people and lied to them. I don't blame them. The preacher said we're going to put them in the ground and when the Lord comes, he's going to take them up. That's a lie. So the people believe that the folk are still in the ground. And then they close out with, if our earthly house of this tabernacle, what is ours? We got another builder, not made with hand. Eternal in the heaven. You sit there and go look at him. You just told that woman you're gonna, that their body going to be in the ground. <laughs> Revelation 7 and 9, stand up on your feet. After this, after, after the 144,000 were taken out, after this, after the 144,000 were taken out, watch this. I saw a multitude, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, all kindreds, the word kindreds mean tribes, all nations, all tribes, and people, and tongue, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hand, palms in their hand, like palm trees. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels that stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts that fell upon their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto, the, un, unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying to me, What are these that are arrayed in white robes? And where did they come from? And the man said, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they which came out of great tribulation. These are they that came out of great tribulation. So it can't be great tribulation, can't be in your future. These are they which came out of great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God. They serve God day and night in his temple. He that sitteth upon the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more. See, that's already been done. Get the Lord a great big hand. First Corinthians chapter 15, we are closing. So if you don't know Christ, you don't know who he is. You, you already got to know that you're saved. Christ died for your sins already. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1, Christ died for your sins already. Christ died for your sins. Moreover, brothers, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received in where you stand, by which also you are saved. You are saved. you already been saved. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you believe in vain, I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins. According to the scripture, he was buried, rose again the third day according to the scripture. See, Christ, all Christ's death, burial, resurrection is the foundation for our salvation. All right? That's our salvation. So when you believe Christ died for our sins, he was buried and God raised Jesus from the dead, you know you're saved. 
And now all you need to do is receive the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.